0: Welcome,
1: friends, to another episode of Heartfelt Consciousness, and I am Laura Bender, your guide today. Uh, so, my guest today is my good friend Lisa Vivalo. She's a yoga instructor, massage therapist, and a Jane of all trades. Lately, since the pandemic, um, so we sit down today and have a conversation of her trauma-informed program for first responders and yoga instructors called Yoga 911. Um, so thanks again for listening to this episode, and I'll meet you guys on the other side. Hello, my friend. How are you this morning? I'm
0: very well, Laura. How are you?
1: I'm um, not too bad. Um, not too bad. I, I kind of had an early start today because I wanted to make sure that I um was prepared for our uh, discussion today and just kind of getting everything else uh, kind of squared away in there. Um, I just started this week um, offering like a little, just like a 15 minute meditation kind of guided meditation for people that were interested. So I I wanted to make sure I was up and awake for it. (laughs) And um, I feel like that's, um, it's been happening about at the same time, there's been days of the week this week that I haven't been able to fall asleep the night before. And it's become like, um, so yeah, I, I'm not getting just a couple days during the week, but then I make up for it like later on. But anyway,
0: um, well, I hear you. I appreciate you doing this. though you're far Better person than me to work with all this technology. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we say that today, but tomorrow might be a right. different situation for sure. So yeah. I wanted to kind of yeah, so I wanted to kind of touch in um, kind of talk about how we met first, because this is it's an unusual kind of circumstance. So we had right. we had mutual friends, um, Casey and who's actually was a, a previous guest, um, and then your cousin, Katie who actually was a yes. guest on my podcast as well. And oh, no. I remember one day you, you must have friend requested me on Facebook and I'm like, Oh, okay, well she knows these people. So she must be right, pretty right. cool, you know? And so, and then from there, we, um we had went over to, we had connected actually this is before COVID obviously. And we, um, right. actually it was like a year before COVID I think. Yeah. It was like 2019. At least, um, yeah, I think so. Um And you, you and I met at like a little bakery coffee shop that was in Rocky River, Blackbird, and, Blackbird, yes, yes, yes. And I remember My it favorite. was. It was a nice, like August, I think it was August, so the beginning of August or something like that. We, we just kind of hung out and chatted for a while and we had just a lot in common and it was yes. such a great conversation. And I miss those days of actually being in person with you and with actually people oh, in general, no. you know? Um, and ironically, so after, and you had given me some pamphlets, um, and we'll talk about your training that this is what the call is kind of about today too. Um, but you had given me some pamphlets to kind of maybe give to some of my other yoga teacher friends that were kind of looking for some additional educational hours. So ironically, Greta, my other, my one friend, and then Shanim, Um, we're looking for time. We're looking for some more CEUs. And then of course, Casey was already part of your, your little circle. So ironically, everyone kind of, uh, convened into that. So it was ended up being like a wonderful, uh, training and everything like that.
0: Um, And I appreciate you referring them and they were wonderful. I called up first team, my angels and, and it's, yeah, it's been Really, a good experience. That's I hope awesome. for them as much as for me. Yeah, I, mean, I know it has been um, for
1: sure. Um, so, knowing that about you, so I want you to start by just kind of telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and what actually brought you to yoga to begin with.
0: Thank you, Laura. Um, well, I am a 54 year old uh, mother of three adult children. So that's my, I always start with that because that's my, my most important role. And, um, and I um, wear many hats. I have been in Cleveland my whole life, born and raised here on the West side. And I um, am a Gemini, if that means anything to any (laughs) listeners, they, they might understand why I wear many hats. And I, Um, I just love to be self-employed. I've been self-employed my whole um, adult life so I could raise the kids and find jobs. So I've been an English teacher of adults um, from various, um, um, I want to say economic backgrounds Mm -hmm. and troubled backgrounds uh, in adult ed classes on the West side. And I have been a massage therapist with the Cleveland Cavaliers and um, private clients for, hmm, I was in the NBA for seven years, but I want to say massaging totals about we're at about 16 or 17 years. Still, still have a couple that have hung on, won't let go. Um, It beats up your body pretty, pretty good though. And uh, (laughs) so I I picked up other gigs, um, became a lifeguard and a supervisor at a local rec center. Um, and always loved physical work and and to be physical and do physical things. So I've been an athlete my whole life, but that's kind of what speed up my body mm-hmm. and my joints. Um, and then I have um, worked with children. So I've been a nanny and I had a children's program, yoga program called Lighten Up Yoga. Um, and now Yoga 911, working with Police officers and currently um, getting my real estate license. It's <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> kind you're kind of a yeah, like segue into middle aged where you, <laughs> oh, I'll just be a realtor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everyone's doing it. Yeah. It seems to, be, that seems to be a popular career. Like, hey, I was, yes, doing now, especially a now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, I,
0: and, the, and it's nice because I can kind of choose on any given day which hat I want to wear. Well, I could anyway, up until COVID um kind of killed a lot of it, but um I'm hopeful. I mean it it'll all it'll yeah, all swing the pendulum the pendulum condition. will swing. Exactly. Yes. So
1: I know when we actually met, you you kind of dove into this um really amazing kind of journey with yoga. And I yes. was and so why don't you kind of dive into that a little bit because that, that's yes that I really forgot did.
0: that part you did. Yeah. That. <laughs> oh my god yeah how did I get into yoga? Okay. Um so Uh, yeah, kind of a cool story. I was in my 40s and experiencing some depression and anxiety um, big time after a divorce and not wanting to just medicate because I don't seem to do well. And I was, um, you know, like I said, trying to raise the kids and and, um, travel with the Cavaliers and I was hesitant to have side effects or anything put in my body that might you know, alter my good sense. So I asked for alternatives and somebody suggested yoga. And I said, no way, because I tried it during massage school and just thought it was kind of creepy, but it might've been <laughs> the woman that was teaching it. Yeah, I was maybe. just, I thought it was kind of voodoo, scary stuff, like cultish maybe the way it was presented to me and then how you would just have to like lie there for a while. I was like, what, what is this? I think Shumasa is
1: hard for people. There are people that are very difficult and find it very difficult to be that still, but yeah.
0: Oh, I, I, I was definitely that person. So I, and even when I got into yoga, I would leave initially at chavasta so I would just skate out the door. Never mm-hmm. got any dirty looks from the teachers, which I thought was cool looking back now that I'm a teacher I'm like, hmm, I probably would have gave dirty looks, probably. <laughs> but I, I I try not to. Um so anyway, I I loved it. I, I actually fell in love when I t- retried yoga because I had a teacher named Shannon, and you probably know who I'm talking about and I'm always singing her graces and she was a very young woman, probably 22, 23, and I was like, how is this person so seemingly level, balanced and healthy and loves this job, like loves coming in and teaching us to, and she'd crank like Grateful Dead, Led Zeppelin, whatever. And we'd be standing quietly in a tree pose. And I'm like, somehow it's working for me, you know? And yeah, it was like the yin and yang, the way she would teach a class. And it was, it spoke to my Gemini too. So I, mm-hmm. I kept going and I just kept going and going and going. And, uh, you know, we were into that maybe three or four years. And I said, I have to teach this. My nature is to teach. I'm a teacher right. and I love teaching. So I couldn't do it in a American fashion where it takes, you know, maybe nine months or seven months on weekends. I had to knock it out in a month because that's who <laughs> I am. So I couldn't find anything here. So I'm like, well, I'll just have to go to Europe. So picked Italy because I'm Italian. I have roots there. Of course, who wouldn't want to go to Italy. Exactly. Found something in Tuscany and Florence. It looked too good to be true. It was Ashtanga, which if someone would have said to me at the time, the most disciplined and probably difficult training, you know, you could take. I, I probably still would have done it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> things are things happen for a reason. Exactly. So I got there and I was I was like grandma at the training. Everyone was young and and just so bendy and I don't know, just thought I maybe made a mistake. It was tough, but I got through it and it made me an incredibly strong, stronger person, I guess is the word. And I related to these 11 other women in a way that I've never ever connected with people in my life. We we became a family. We still all follow each other on Instagram, communicate with each other. It's just so nice. It's just, it's incredible. And they were all from different countries. So that was interesting to me. Every single one of us was from a different country. So, talk about yeah, like really. I think,
1: yeah, making those connections in teacher training is just yeah, uh, it's amazing. I, I, I honestly say, you know, my class was very large, so we had I think we had like 21 people in it.
0: Um, you did, and I know every one of them, I've seen pictures of oh your graduate my god, at Carrie, Carrie treasures, correct? Yeah, exactly. Her?
1: Yes, and, yeah we're, and all, yeah, we're all there's a couple people I haven't talked to in a few years, um, because yeah just decided to kind of take other paths, but um, you know, that's, that's totally up to them. You know, I think a a few, quite a few of us have gone on to um, start teaching and obviously we started like right away. We wanted to kind of dive into it because that was something that we were planning and it was kind of the passion of the whole thing.
0: Yeah. It really, there's something, there's just like a vibe, I guess is (laughs) for lack of a better word that you create that you can't capture or get anywhere else. And yeah. I still like, I'm going to, I'm going to chat with a friend of mine in England who I met on that training. And she's much younger than me, but she's totally my soul sister. And yeah. she's texted this morning, you know, fancy, fancy a chat, you know, of course <laughs> I love it. she's British and, and, and her, and XX, you know, and I'm like, I have to respond because, uh, I, I wouldn't miss it for the world and um exactly. that's what's kept me saying through this covid you know is just that connecting uh, even if it is just through apps or um, exactly like well, this, yeah you know, virtual audio calls and, yes anything and um so that's how that was that's what brought me to yoga and and then it really just picked up very quickly when I came back home I started mm-hmm. subbing for some teachers at the rec center and um Decided I was going to go back and teach on a training in Tuscany. So reached out to tons of people in Tuscany nice. that were running training. And I said, I, I can teach anatomy. I'm very, very um, experienced in it because of my massage, um, massage licensing. Yeah. And I said, I, I would love a half a training, you know, and I just put it out there and I ended up on a half a training teaching the anatomy. It was like a miracle um, in 2017. And um, was able to get another 200 hour training under my belt. And it was at that time that I decided I wanted to pick like a population to work with. Right. Um, so that that's where, um, I had started the lighten up yoga with some of my friend's kids. It was a summer program that ran four weeks and I'd done it two summers. Um, but now I was like, mm, i think I'm, I'm ready for a new target and mm-hmm. I'll let you take over. Cause I know you want to ask me about my program and Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how that developed, I guess you, um, so you,
1: you came up with this, uh, program called yoga 911 that, um, was directly kind of working with trauma. It was like a trauma informed program for yoga instructors and also first responders. Um, so how did you actually pick that particular, um, select group of population? Yeah. That population.
0: So I, um, grew up in west park and mm-hmm. i don't know if that means anything to listeners um mm-hmm. but if you're from cleveland you'll understand that west park uh was the hub of first responders growing up with they had to live in cleveland i don't know if they've changed those laws since then i think so they might there, have but um yeah, yeah. but so there, if you were a if you were in the cleveland department so i grew everybody you know i just was out with a friend last night her dad was a fire chief actually um just an amazing man, and so everybody's dad was just in, you know, in in one of those nine one one professions, or brother, or son, you know, or cousin, or entire something, you know, families, just, entire families. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then right, three <laughs> brothers, three brothers are firemen that I won't name names that I know, and yeah. <laughs> and so it's just, you know, very familiar territory for me. On and my cousins, I have two cousins, one's a fireman, ones a homicide detective. Now he was just a CPD for many years. So I, um, I'm very acclimated to them, um, have soft spot for them and, uh, have very close friends, very close friends, three males, one killed himself. One, uh, is drugging himself to death. And the other one is just dealing with his demons, um, and cope and using coping mechanisms. Let's say that maybe aren't the best right. uh, for having trauma and other um, disorders that may accompany the job. So you know, I love all three, and I miss I, I won't name names the police officer that took his life. That was absolutely tragic. Um, he right. was recovering right. and sober for a while uh, and trying to um, to beat the diseases. and he he gave up. so, I was teaching at the rack and a woman approached me and I had already started thinking about first responders just in the back of my head. There was just like this notion to to help them, Mm -hmm. but she just came up and this is how it works. She just said, would you be interested in helping police officers that are having difficulties or experiencing like PTSD or um, trouble with the job? Um, My brother is the head of the Cleveland like employee assistance program Mm -hmm. and he's, Recently gotten into yoga himself. And I said, Oh, absolutely. Give him my number. You know, what the? Why not? Let's see what happens. So, kind of segued to us meeting at that same coffee shop.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) That that really is the central location. That's my go to. Yeah, there you go. go
0: And so um, we met there and sat outside and talked about what the Police were looking for, and if it was something that I was interested in. And I said, I'll think about it. It wasn't exactly, I was trying to create my own program, um, sure. very independent. And um he was trying to just bring someone into sort of an existing thing they had going with mindfulness and meditation and retreats. Mm-hmm. So I attended one of the retreats and I met the man who is amazing that led it and is a mindfulness guru. And I, I just started spinning. The wheels just started spinning. And I, and I introduced myself there and said, I, I, really, um, I really love what you guys are doing and the direction you're going. And I said, but I am so inspired to help more than police officers. I want to encompass the whole 911 community. You know, go big or go home. Right. And I said, I. I want you guys to keep me in your database. And I said, but I think I know where, what I'm going to do. And honest to God, Lord, the retreat helped and the mindfulness and all the exercises we did during those six yeah. hours or whatever it was really cleared my head. And I went home and I knew that day that I was going to create this program. And I, and I spent the next three months arranging to go back to, it had to be Italy because that's where <laughs> I started. Well, it's, had to, it's, that's it's inspiring space. That's yeah. gonna, yes. That's what inspired me. That's what gave me my yoga Training and experience that I cling to, and that's where I find my muses. And I knew I could write there. I, I have so many distractions here, and so many jobs, and so many people that that I think need me. It's probably in my head, but you know, I I tend to um, overextend myself to help others. So. I did. And I I took the kids with me and we had a little bit of a fun time and found family history and all that good stuff. And then right before Christmas, they left me there and I was there another three months writing in a cafe and researching and reaching out to first responders via email and conducting interviews kind of like this and just gathering information so I could write this book, this manual that would be the basis of the training. And then kind of cool, created a system of Um, yoga to address uh, trauma directly in the body and um, fight or flight syndrome, um, heart rate variability, different things like that. Um, It's called easy as pie. So it's a copyrighted method of instructing. So that's what happens if you come to my training, you learn that method. As a yoga teacher, you have an extra day Of training than the first responders and they kind of come as guinea pigs more than trainees they kind of come and are given this wealth of information but also shown um you know what to do through the instructors that had a day of training prior to them arriving and through my videos and my lectures and the book and so um it's a nice 30-hour gig you know people can get their certifications um renewed renewed through the yoga alliance and Um, basically it's it's a I feel like it's a gift that I can give to them because they've done so much for us, and they have they're people, they're human beings, and they have stress mm-hmm. and struggles like anyone else, but they see more stuff than we'll ever see, oh, and absolutely. maybe in a day they'll see more than we'll ever see in our life. yeah, I and can't they too are to imagine right, you know what they're going through. no and I think one one thing I said at the train that silenced everyone was um I mean I remember Greta's face actually lit up like her eyeballs were like whoa like she never thought of this <laughs> but I said um and Casey was just nodding vigorously you know in the back of the room like oh wow um I said you know when you guys hear those sirens you know or and and, and since I was a kid I was taught to cross myself you know I'm Catholic make the sign of the cross when you hear a siren uh-huh. I said I said I said you hear the sirens you know or the bells go off and I said or you see the siren racing uh, to the accident on the highway and your thoughts are just bending 100% to the victims. You know, God, I hope that person's okay. God, I hope it's no one's grandma. God, I hope, you know, I don't have to see their arm hanging off their body as I drive mm-hmm. by, you know, like your the thoughts are, are either to to the victim or to your fear response. It's not, to the responders <laughs> <It's true>. yeah, <laughs> you that's... just take them for granted you yeah. know what i mean you're not mm-hmm. like i wonder what if they're about to see something that's going to completely change their psyche you never think of that or like no. it's gonna throw them into you know a traumatic response I, you know <laughs> and so i'm trying to get people to just become aware and just to have some respect and admiration for these men and women that serve us. I mean, no, there, no one's perfect, you know, and, and you hear the bad stories, but there's a lot of judgment that shouldn't be there. I mean, cause it's like treat them as you would want to be treated and, and consider what they do experience and, and how much they, um, witness, um, at their jobs and, and just show gratitude, you know, gratitude is the attitude. And, um, so I, I'm into it now, man. Oof, after my first training and it was a hit and yeah, and we got good feedback. I couldn't wait to roll. And then COVID shut me down. So
1: yeah. that's well, that happened. It seemed like it shut everyone down. So um so yeah,
0: everybody is <laughs> kind
1: of thinking of that awareness that you just spoke about and the other tools that you have within your program, how do you apply that to your day-to-day, like off
0: the mat? Um, So basically, this has been an issue of uh, struggle and survival for me, too, since COVID hit, obviously, kind of took away things. So um, I... I was struggling with the resiliency and that's the whole main, main focus of the program is the, it's the path to resiliency. That's the focus of the yoga 911. So I was trying to do like easy as pie methods when during the initial lockdown and trying to put out videos of, you know, mindfulness and meditation on my Facebook page. And then I actually got COVID and got really sick, really, really sick. And um, was thrown way back because I couldn't breathe anymore the way you want to breathe. like I was trying to, but i I couldn't sit for long periods because I would like just fall over from exhaustion. No. <laughs> like I, I'm trying to do any yoga at all, and I'm realizing that my body has changed and my abilities have changed. So um, had to really, really, really work very hard to stay focused on just the moment just right now so that would be the main thing I would say I used was being present and there's a five-minute meditation on YouTube it's so fast and so wonderful that I would just turn on every morning before I got out of bed and still do yep so that's it just stay present Mm -hmm. awesome
1: all right so one last final question so (laughs) this is the question I've been kind of asking every one of the guests Mm -hmm. on so far and so, what do you find is the most valuable lesson that you learned during this pandemic?
0: Um, turn off the TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're probably yes. 100% correct there.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not even joking. Uh, my doctor, one of my ER doctors on one of my trips to the ER with the COVID uh, fight, um, he told me that. Um, he said, This is so novel and so new. Mm-hmm. and everyone's an expert all of a sudden but really no one could possibly be and he said your focus needs to be on breathing and keeping your heart pumping and being staying you know present and i was like are you a yogi <laughs> he just looked at me like what and then i i just um i just took that home with me and i i had been watching the governor every single day and then yeah. i had been watching the update at 5 or 6 um And then I I just, I shut it down. I shut, I shut off the TV. I stopped reading articles about it. And I think that eliminates the fear factor. So that would be my lesson. My lesson would be the biggest lesson from the pandemic would be Laura, turn off the TV and eliminate the fear because fear is devastating and fear kills, fear kills people because fear is all about just only staying in the future. You're also,
1: in the future. it just kills joy too. I mean, it kills all oh, totally. the gratitude, happiness, everything. It just kind of shuts it all down. So it, yeah, yep. that's, that's a perfect way to kind of put it. Awesome. And
0: if you ask a first responder, you know, when, like I have, um, what, you know, if they ever feel fear, you know, when they're doing some saving a life or mm-hmm. of course they feel fear, but that's when they try to, try to stay present and make, can keep the victim present. So they do a lot of like, look in my eyes, let's breathe together, you know, you know and they're going, call my son and tell him I love him, you know, or, you know, and they're trying to, that's fear, fear. They see a lot mm. of fear in their eyes because they're projecting and they're going forward and they're imagining that, you know, they're going to die and they try to keep them right in the moment right there with them. So they, so they don't lose them. And that's, that's huge because fear kills. It really does kill. So that would be my biggest takeaways. Don't be scared and turn off the TV. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: Well, I want to thank you you. for offering your time this morning to me. Um, your, Your presence, your energy is just so just very exuberating, exciting and warming. Um, Thank you. Thanks for catching up with me and uh, offering your time today. I really appreciate you, Lisa. Um, Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. And I will talk to you guys next week. Take care. Be well.